John chapter 9 verse 4 and because of the season that we find ourselves the Lord wants us to discuss this thing and see to it very well it says that I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day I must it is not optional it's not negotiable I must you must tell somebody you must don't touch the person just say you must you like touching too much Look at the other person. Tell them, you must. <laughs> I must work the works of him that sent me. This is Jesus speaking. I must work. The, it, is, it is not negotiable. I can't do anything about it. I must. I must. It's a must. It's a must. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. Meaning, the night cometh when no man can work. There's a, there, are, there are seasons in this life. There's a season called day and there's a season called night. Day and night are not, are not seen or noticed by darkness and light. Sometimes you can have light and it's still night. And you cannot also define day and night by age because sometimes your night can come when you are 25. So don't sit down and tell yourself that as for me, that I must work the rest of him that sent me while it is day. My day is not in yet or my night will not come now. I have a long time in the day. I am, I'll be in the day till I'm 50. My night will start from 70. Who told you that? Who gave you that? Sit down and tell me that my night will come when I'm 70. You'll be surprised that we are about to enter the night of our time. If you look at the season that we find ourselves, if God does not intervene, we'll enter the season of a night. And it is day now, and you look at the time, you look at the time, it's 12 o'clock, but you can't do anything. You look at the time, it's 1 o'clock, it's daytime, but you cannot go and touch anybody and pray for somebody. You can't hug somebody and talk to them about Christ. You can't do the work of God just because when it was day, we didn't see it. The question that I'm asking is that, whose work are you doing? He says that I must work the works of him that sent me. Whose work are you working? Who sent you? The work that you are doing, is it the work of the one who sent you? The concern that you concern every day, is that the work of the one who sent you? The stealing that you are stealing every day, is that the work of the one who sent you? The lying, cheating that you are doing every day, is that the work of the one who sent you? The fornication, is that the work of the one who sent you? The adultery, is that the work of the one who sent you? The masturbation, is that the work of the one who sent you? I must work the works of him that sent me. Who sent you? Which work are you doing? And this work that you are doing, is it the work that you were sent to do? Or is that the work of the one who sent you? Are you here? Are you getting me? Are you with me? I must work. So this is Jesus. I must work the works of him that sent me. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. There's a time called day. There's a time called night. When the night comes, you cannot do what you should have done in the day. Most of us, we are, we are in the day now, but if we are not very careful, we'll enter a night season very soon. And the question I'll be asking you is that, were you able to work during the day? What have, if, 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 and if again, if we enter into the night season now, would you be able to say that I used my day profitably? 
if you were to enter into your night season, when you cannot do the work of him that sent you again, would you be able to rise up on your feet and say that I have used my day profitably. When it was day, I worked for him. When it was day, I served him. When it was day, I did evangelism. When it was day, I did door to door. When it was day, I prayed for people. When it was day, I went to check on the lives of the people that God has given me. When it was day, I built a choir. When it was day, I built the ashes. When it was day, I prayed for people. When it was day, I visited people. When it was day, I did all night for people. When it was day, I did intercession for people. Can you say that during the day, I used it profitably? Are you using your day profitably at all? Because a time is coming when it will be too late to think of working. You may not be able to work again. A time is coming and that time is very close. It is very close. Even in Rwanda, that time has come. They said that you cannot gather for a service. You have been cut off now. You can't preach. If you cannot gather for service, can you go and stand somewhere and preach to somebody? That one also will be clamped down. Very soon, if you open your mouth to speak to somebody about Christ, it will be an offense. My question to you is that now that you have the opportunity, now that you have the time, now that you have the energy, now that you have the grace, now that we have some time, are you using this time profitably? Can you say that as I have entered into the night and I'm not able to do the work, I used my day profitably? It is how you use your day that will determine what happens in the night for you. There are times that you will have the day and you will think that you have the day forever. But the day is not forever. A time is going to come and your day will be gone. It will be gone. It will be gone. It can be gone by disease. It can be gone by a coup d'etat. It can be gone by anything at all. But you don't control the time. That's what you must understand. You don't control the day. You don't control the night. You don't control time. You don't control. If we were controlling time, we could be saying that it's okay. I can know. I know when, when the night will come. I will wait and do something. But my brother, my sister, we don't control time. What have you done with your time so far? What have you done with your time so far? What have you done? You have spent your time getting offended. You have spent your time getting angry. You have spent your time getting depressed. You have spent your time working on your marriage. You have spent your time working on your business. You have spent your time working on your education. You have spent your time working on your health. You have spent your time working on everything but the work of him that sent me. When will you start working on the things that concern the person who sent you? When? 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 When will you wake up in the morning and say that today I am fasting and praying for souls? When would you wake up in the morning and say that today I am going to visit three people and talk to them about Christ? When would you wake up in the morning and decide that today by all means one person I must reach for Jesus? When? 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 I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. While it is day, while it is day, if Jesus had left, just left it that I must work the works of him that sent me, I'll be okay. And I'll be fine. I'll be very happy. Because it makes life easier. But when he said that while it is day, it means that there's a time you cannot work again. There's a time you cannot work again. There's a time you cannot work again. Unfortunately, we don't know that time. We don't know that time. I wish I knew that time. Look, January, when we entered January 1st, 2nd, 3rd, we never knew that in March, we'll be dealing with coronavirus. And we don't know what we'll be dealing with in April. 
May, June. I was supposed to be traveling this month, next month, but it's hanging now because of coronavirus. Look, you cannot say that I, I, I know what is going to happen tomorrow. I control the time. You don't. So stop planning with tomorrow and do what you must do today. Today is the only day that's guaranteed. There's nothing guaranteed for tomorrow. There's nothing guaranteed for tomorrow. There's nothing guaranteed for tomorrow. If you miss today, you have missed your life. If you miss the opportunity of doing the works of him that sent me while it is day, which is today. Today is the day. While it is day, is today. Tomorrow is night. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what will happen. Go to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 1. Let me show you something quickly. I'm just finishing quickly. Ecclesiastes 12 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 1. Remember now. Remember now. Remember now. And I'm happy that we are very young people here. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Remember now. Remember now. Remember now. This is the time to remember your creator. Jesus said, I, 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 I am working the works of him that sent me. The works of him that sent me. My creator. My master. It is his work I'm doing. Remember now thy master. Remember now thy sender. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. While the evil days come not. So there are evil days ahead. There are evil days ahead. I am not a prophet of doom, but there are evil days ahead. And if I were you, I will stop procrastinating. I will stop pushing the thing next week. Next week. Next month. When I marry, I will serve God. When I make my first hundred Ghana cities, I will serve God. When I get a job, I will serve God. When I, my wife delivers, I will serve God. When I'm able to buy a car, I will serve God. When I'm able to finish my education, I will serve God. When I'm able to go to school, I will serve God. Many people have died with their education. Many people have died with their certificates. Many people have died with their children whilst they were trying to push the baby out. That time, it will be too late. That time will be too late. I know people who have gone chasing certificates and got nothing. I know, look, I know people carrying, I, I employed somebody, he had about 20 certificates. 20. This was in the year 2012, 2013. He had about 18 certificates at the time. Now I'm sure he has doubled it. And yet, when you see him, you'll be disappointed. It is not your certificate that means anything. It is not your certificate that means anything. Its certificate is good, but it's not your certificate that means anything. When you see Jesus talking, you never hear him say that certificate. When I, I will get my certificate and do this. When I get the certificate, I'll do this. He says that I am doing the works now. Now of him that sent me. When is your now? When is your now? When is your day? When is your day? When is your day? When is your day? And when is your night? Your day is now. Your night you can't tell. If I were you, God has given me an opportunity. We have prayed for coronavirus not to have any effect. We have prayed for it not to have any impact on us and all of that. But we must also be wise when it comes to the things of God. It is God sending us a message about the times. Look at the things that have been affected just because of one coronavirus. People have lost billions of dollars in one night because of coronavirus. 
People are struggling to live because of Corona. I mean, a whole, just one disease, it has kidnapped everything. You can't travel. You can't have church. Schools are closing down. Businesses are shutting down. Communication is being cut off. A whole lot of things happen just because of, that should tell you how unimportant our life is. That should tell you how trivial and useless the things that we value are. The city is becoming stronger against the dollar because of coronavirus. That should tell you that all these things that we are, we are carrying and we are so happy about is controlled by a human being somewhere. Nobody should travel. Very soon they will shut the borders. And when they shut the borders and there's no food coming and there's no food going out, you see that even this one is not important. Look, don't wait till you are dying before you understand that all this is foolishness. All this is vanity. Solomon went through life, the wisest man who ever lived. At the end of everything, he said that, I have checked it all. I have seen it all. I have gone through everything. And I can tell you one thing. All is vanity. All is vanity. The buildings, the money, the cars, the land, all of it, we flash it. When coronavirus knocks on your door, you will not remember your bank account. It will not hit your door in the name of Jesus. But I'm using that to tell you something. That the thing that we hold so dear is not that important. Our job, our money, our marriage, our relationship. When you are going and your wife will look at you like this. Kill yourself for a woman. Kill yourself for a man. You will see how foolish you have been. Kill yourself for a school, a certificate, and you see how foolish you have been. Kill yourself for the Lord. Kill yourself for the Lord. And you will see how wise you have been. Not too long ago, I was talking to my father, and he spoke to me about something. And then he said, that man of God, this thing that we talk about in this life, everybody will think we are foolish. This kingdom we talk about, this ministry we talk about, this evangelism we are doing, he says in this life, this love that we show, in this life, everybody will think we are foolish. He says that, I said so, that is so, when would we ever be wise? He said that when we cross into eternity, that is when everybody who was wise now will see how foolish they have been. And everybody who was known to be foolish now will see how wise they have been. I came to submit to you that we are doing so many things that look like it is a wise thing that we are doing, but in reality, it is a very foolish thing that we are doing. I came to submit to you that the best thing that anybody can do is to do something for God, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Stop fighting for things that are temporal. Fight for something that is eternal. Live your life for something that lasts. Live your life for something that lasts. Don't live your life for a man or a woman. Don't live your life for a certificate. Don't live your life for friends. Don't live your life for something that is just passing. It's trivial. It's trivial. All your life, you are living to buy a car. It's trivial. You are living to be able to buy land. It's trivial. All that you are doing, you want to get money to marry. It is a very, very trivial. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Go to Matthew 6.33 for me. 
Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, it will summarize everything for you. It will summarize everything. It would make everything sensible for you. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. It says that seek ye first. Seek ye first. Think about it first. Pray about it first. Decide for it first. Go after it first. Seek ye first. Seek ye number one. Not add it to your number one decisions. Number one is number one. We can't have two number ones. Number one is number one. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first. Rohi church, seek ye first. Rohi church, seek ye first. Don't seek the marriage first. Don't seek the business first. Don't seek your work first. Don't seek your job first. Don't seek your certificate first. Don't seek all of these things first. When coronavirus started shouting, that is when people understood that seek ye first really means seek ye first. I have seen and read of rich people who have died from this coronavirus and their money didn't go with them. Their cars couldn't save them. Their beautiful marriages couldn't save them. Their beautiful houses couldn't save them. Nothing could help them. Nothing could work for them. It has been my secret for all these years, and I shared it with the first service people, that my secret for all these years has been just Matthew 6.33. That has been my secret. I told them, and I'm, I'm finishing, I told them that when it comes to prayer, I'm not a great prayer giant. I'm not the kind of person that you call this man, he can pray. I am not that type of person. You can't come. In fact, if you live with me in my house for one week, you think that I am very, very carnal. I don't pray. Because I am not the you wake up at dawn and you hear I'm not that type of person. I wasn't brought up that way. I pray, but I am not your type of, not your type of prayer warrior that when you I'm not that type of person. I pray gently. I pray comfortably. I pray and seek the face. No, you can't do what we are doing without prayer. So don't think that it means that pastor doesn't pray. I pray, but I am not your type of prayer person. Are you understanding me? When it comes to fasting, I struggle. Fasting. Hey. I, I am the one who announced by the grace of God that every month we'll do three days fasting and prayer. I am the one. I didn't announce it because I wanted to. I announced it because I was forced to. Me, myself, if you left it to me, we will never fast. Fasting, why? What's the point? Why do we fast? Why should I fast? I'm only, I'm only doing it because it's like pressure has been put upon me that I must fast and I must lead the church to fast because certain things cannot go except by prayer and fasting. That's why I'm doing the fast. That I, but it's not like, oh, you know there are some people, they, they can do 30 days, 40 days, 50 days. It's... It's part of their life. No. Me, I can eat 50 days. I can eat 40 days. I can eat 30 days. I, you, you can fast 30 days. I can eat 30 days. We all have our strength. Your strength is in fasting. My strength is in eating. So, when it comes to <laughs> fasting, if it was fasting, I'm not that type of person. I'm not that type of person. So, you can look at me and think that the guy is not spiritual. He doesn't pray much. He doesn't fast much. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. I, uh, there are a lot of things that a lot of men of God do that I don't do. Yeah. Jesus was, was enjoying. They said that he eats too much. 
Remember, he was performing. There are a lot of the things that a lot of men of God do. I don't know how to do it. Some men of God, they don't have old school mates. They don't talk. They don't go to old boys meetings. I go for old boys meetings. I go for old boys meetings. My friends come and visit me. Some of my friends, some of the friends, people who are my friends, they drink. They drink. Oh. Not that I drink with them. They drink. When they are with me, they won't drink, but they drink and come. Are you understanding me? But they are my friends. And I cannot, I can't say that uh, because I'm a pastor and I'm a Christian, you, you have cut you off. No. So what I'm trying to understand, to tell you to understand is that I am not, God is not blessing me or promoting me or leading me because I am so holy or I'm so anointed or I fast a lot or I pray a lot or I sacrifice a lot. The secret to what we are doing and the secret to where we are is Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. In everything that we are doing, no matter how low I am, no matter how sinful I feel, no matter how weak I am, everything I'm doing is about the kingdom. Everything. The kingdom must come first. The kingdom must come first. If I have to be hungry for the church to be built, that's what will happen. If I have to continue driving my old car for another 10 years for us to finish the building, that's how it is. My mind is God first. God first. God first. The kingdom first. I went for a program recently. The man of God raised an amount of money that I didn't, I needed that money for this one. I got up and gave that amount of money. It was a lot of money for me. I gave that money, but that money, we needed it here. But God told me that, look, when you give that money, it will do better for the kingdom. Because that man of God's impact on the kingdom is bigger than your impact on the kingdom. If you put it in your system, your impact will not be much. But if you give it to him, his impact is bigger. So I said, God, I need it, but the kingdom first. So let him have it. This is how I think. And that is why God blesses us. He says that seek ye first the kingdom. Every decision is the kingdom. Every decision is the kingdom. Even if it means cheating myself many people have cheated us because of the kingdom. There were people who came here. There were people who came here. We helped them to establish their business. We paid for them to furnish their shops with our own personal money. Then after that, they said that we, we, they, they don't want to worship with us again. They left the church. But another person came, still for the same kingdom. We supported again. It is all about kingdom. It's not about human beings and individuals. If, look, if I had to walk away from you because of the kingdom, I will. If I had to, if I had to drop this microphone and give it to somebody to run the church because of the kingdom, I will. If immediately, immediately God tells me that now you are not too useful for the kingdom. So release it for somebody to run home. Quickly. Take it and let's run. Let me do something else. I want to be relevant to God's kingdom kingdom first, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. What you see in my marriage is because God has been first. What you see about my children is because God has been first. What you see about my life is because God has been first. You see a lot of business that are running and things that are doing well. It's not because I'm a good strategist. I don't have that brain. No, that's truth. I don't have that brain. I don't have that brain at all. A brain to run businesses and pay people salaries and arrange money and organize it. I don't have it. If you talk to me well for a long time, you will know that I'm very shallow. But my heart has always been God first. God first. 
Even in my mistakes, it was God first. Even in my mistakes, it was God first. There were times I made mistakes because I thought that I was fighting for God. There were times I fought against people with the mind that I was fighting for God. Just like Saul, who became Paul. Then eventually I got to know that, no, this is rather destroying the kingdom. Quickly, I did a turnaround. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If you can put God first, his kingdom first, his business first, his ministry first, evangelism first, prayer first, watching after God first, doing visitation first, doing all these things that are important to him first. He says all these things that you are praying for, all these things that you are chasing, you have spent three, the three past years of your life, you have spent it praying for a husband. You don't need to pray for it. I Look, may God give you the revelation that I have got from this thing. Our whole secret to life is Matthew 6.33. Believe it or not, take it or leave it. That is my secret. That is my secret. So if you ever pray that, Father, I need the anointing on my father. That's the secret. Ever pray that I need the business grace. That's the secret. I need his marriage grace. That's the secret. I need his leadership grace. That's the secret. I need his wisdom. That's the secret. Everything that you want to take from me, this is the secret. I have just put it on the table for you. It is a very simple thing. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. It's just that we find it very difficult to believe it. We find it very difficult to believe it. So even if we invite you to do the things of God and to come and do the work of God, it's like we are worrying you, we are burdening you. We are messing you up, we are wasting your time. Meanwhile, the thing that you are chasing is running away from you. Have you not seen that the things you are chasing are running away from you? Me, I'm sitting in my bedroom, God sends me things. I am sitting in my bedroom, God will send me an idea. I'll talk to three people who will set up a business right now and it will start working. You two, you are running after the thing and they are running away from you. The difference is this one. As I sit down, I'm seeking the work of God. I'm seeking the kingdom of God. I'm seeking the things of God. And so he's adding. You too, you are seeking your kingdom. And so they are running away from you. May you become wise enough to begin to seek God first. Seek his kingdom first. For we don't control time. We don't control life. We don't control our life. We don't control our health. Night comes when we cannot work. May you receive wisdom so that you work during the day and possess your possessions during the day. In Jesus' name, stand to your feet and let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we glorify you. We honor you. We thank you. We bless your name. We say you are a good God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the prayer. Thank you for the instruction that has come. We pray, Father, that cause us to be doers of this word, not hearers only. Cause us to move from our backsliding state and cause us to draw closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Please put your hands together and welcome.